Welcome to the Death Kit Show. Let's go. Hey. All right. Welcome to the GK Show. Fun music at the beginning. Yeah. Having a good day. Let's start the pod. I'm back. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm back in town and I'm recording, trying to get all this out quickly because. My wife and kids aren't home. They'll be home in a couple hours. I'm trying to get as much done as I can. Uh, had some fun shows. I got a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, first off, I got to work with a comedian, Mikey Winfield, who I hadn't seen in years. I can't remember the last time I saw him. Uh, we were new faces together in 2007 at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, Canada, Quebec. Um, which is a really huge comedy festival. Comics all want to kind of get into it. And uh, Mikey and I did that a long time ago. So uh, when I saw who I was going to be uh, working with this, uh, this uh, last four days, I was pretty excited to see it was somebody I knew. Got to catch up, hang out, have lunch, talk, talk life, talk the business. It's, all, it's always just fun. Comedians are such a weird... It's a very weird profession because... You have people who you're friendly with, and obviously you have somebody that you're more friendly with, and you hang out when you can. But we'll just people will just see you. Know, I'll see people I haven't seen in five years or ten years, and it's like you don't skip a beat. I remember I was in Cozumel, and I saw that another comedian was also in Cozumel. I hadn't seen this guy, and he said we hadn't seen each other in ten years. I think we might have seen each other more recently than that, but it was something like that. And I was like, hey, man. I sent him a message. I go, I'm at this uh, restaurant, Paprika's. They got good fish tacos. Come meet me. And the next thing I know, he walks up and we chat. And just a weird thing. It's a weird, uh, um, oh, man, I almost said brotherhood. But it's not It's not just men. So, it's, you know, it's a weird, what's brotherhood and sisterhood? Community? I don't know. It's just an interesting community um, where comics just see each other and not skip a beat and uh, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It's interesting. It's also so lonely. <laughs> uh, so anyways, oh, Mikey, I, I wanted to pitch this. He has a one-hour special coming out on Amazon Prime. So, uh, you know, if you guys are interested, check it out. I think it's called Stepman, which is based on one of his bits. And, uh, yeah, go support him. Mike E. Winfield. E is like the middle initial, not Mikey. It's not M-I-K-E-Y. M-I-K-E-Y, M-I-C-K-E-Y. Mike E. Winfield, and uh, check it. I think it comes out later this month. It's now August, right? So I think he said August 23rd. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Give it a rating or something. Speaking of ratings, oh my God, I'm so bad at promoting myself. If you guys haven't yet, please take 10 seconds and rate this podcast five stars. All you have to do is go in the podcast app, scroll down, click five stars. If you want to leave a review, I'd appreciate it. Uh, but the five-star thing, that'd be great. Um, I had a lot of fun shows. This, uh, what do you call it? 
um, these last few days and I came up with some new material I'm excited about that worked. I messed up one of my bits. I was on stage and it's weird. I guess, I don't know if it's hard to explain, but when you're on stage and things aren't, you know, you mess something up, you just have to keep going. Like the audience doesn't know you messed it up. Like I was still getting laughs, but I didn't get the laugh I usually get because I messed up. And then so I just stayed in character. It's kind of an act out bit that I'm doing. And then I just came up with tags. Like my tags are like extra punchlines after the initial punchline. But, um, excuse me, your brain just works. I just burped. I'm not editing that out. This is the authentic podcast. Your brain works so fast when it's under pressure. And I just came up with a couple other lines. And they got huge laughs. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool because that worked out like I, I was mad at myself that I messed up the bit but then I was really happy because I messed up the bit it led to me coming up with new tags that I can use new punchlines I'll stop with all the comic talk but new punches I can use uh, in that bit so now that bit's even better which is great um I did another bit about that was just uh, when you do a new bit and it does so well that you can close on it. That's a good feeling. And I did one about something that uh, happened with my daughter. So you'll have to come out to a show sometime and see it. Uh, if you want to email me guys in the show notes, my email is always in there. The Jeff Keith show at Gmail, uh, send anything you want. All right. Um, so that's it for that. Uh, real quick. I just want to give this little life hack. This is not something I don't think I'm a genius for knowing this, but Go to if you guys want nice clothes for but don't you want to but you don't want to spend a lot of money. I can't think of a better place and there's other places too, but Nordstrom Rack, just go to nordstromrack.com. They have clearance deals all the time on really nice clothes. You'll get, you know, $150 jacket for 28 bucks. Uh, you know, you'll get shoes that are usually $130. You'll get them for, you know, 60. So there's so many deals and the best thing is it's free shipping. I think it's over $100. It used to be $75. I think it's over $100 now, right? Here's the best part. If you live anywhere near a Nordstrom Rack, an actual brick and mortar Nordstrom Rack store, you can just return whatever doesn't fit or that you don't like. It is the best. And sometimes I order, I order a lot of stuff from my kids on there. And sometimes you're close to $100, but you're not at $100. So what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. Who can't use a new or a couple fresh new pairs of socks? I just got three new pairs of socks for $8.44. And usually these socks are, you know, $15 for one pair or something. So I got $45 worth of socks for $8.44. I know you're saying, Jeff, they hiked those prices to make the discount look bigger. Whatever. Whatever, guys. Okay. They have the original tags on them. Um, so, yeah. That put me over, free shipping, boom. My kids got new stuff. I still don't understand, I messed up with kids' shoes. I got I tried to get my son two new pairs of shoes and my daughter I got a new pair of shoes. And one of them for my son, I got my son size six, right? And one of them came and I was in the baby section, like the you know little tiny toddler section, right? My son's 18 months, just turned 18 months yesterday. Happy one and a half years, Levi. Um, so I got him size six and one of them came and they were size six for kids. And I was all excited about these cause they were on a huge discount, huge clearance. And there were these Ugg boots, but they had like little dinosaur, uh, like stegosaurus, uh, shell things on top of those shells with scale, not scales, but anyways, 
And uh, they showed up and they were enormous. <laughs> I said to my wife, I said, do we keep these until he fits in them? <laughs> when he's, I don't know how old he would be to fit in those. It looks like he'd probably have to be seven or eight years old, maybe six. I don't know. They're big shoes though. They're way bigger than the size six baby. So I still haven't figured that out. But a little Nordstrom rack hack, life hack for you. There you go. Um, all right. I don't get super political uh, unless I'm talking privately with people, but I am, just if anyone doesn't know, I'm what they call politically homeless. I am not uh, a fan of anybody, really, on either side. I will say this. I was on the, I was not able to watch the debates where I was performing, but so I'll check Twitter, right? And I just want to say this real quick about just in general. I feel like in 2016, the Republicans had a huge field, right? There, I think there was, was there 19 people it started off with. And what happens when, when that's the case, there's certain people at the top, right? And they take a slice of the pie, but their slice of the pie, like it would be different if some of the other people peeled off sooner, right? Like I remember at one point, obviously Donald Trump won the Republican nomination, but he never had a uh, majority of Republican support until he had the nomination. Then it was kind of like, you know, a lot of people were like, well, I don't want to vote for the Democrats or whatever, you know, so they so they voted for him. But he never at any point had a majority of the Republican support. He wasn't at like 56% and the next closest was at 30 or whatever, which could have been the case if there were two or three, maybe even four people in the race. But there were so many people in the race for so long. I remember at one point, I think, I think it was John Kasich and a lot of people, I remember a lot of conservatives and Republicans were like, dude, just drop out because you're not going to win. And if you drop out, then I don't know if it was Ted Cruz or somebody else that, that would they, they assumed would have gotten those uh, a lot of those voters. I don't know. It's always a lot of it's speculation, too, with stuff like that. Like, oh, if this person leaves, then then so and so will get all their votes whatever. But it was, I remember a lot of conservatives, a lot of Republicans really wanted certain people to drop out. So Trump wouldn't win because he had a plurality, which is when you have, you know, the most the most of the pie, but he didn't have a majority ever. So my point is, you know, and I'm not knocking or advocating for Trump or whatever. So if anyone's getting all, I know people get triggered by everything on every side, uh, but just me talking about it. <laughs> but my point is, I think that it seems like that's what's going to happen with the Democrats. You know what I mean? I feel like there's probably a plurality that are like, oh, we like this person you know, right now, but if it was, there's so many of them, how many Democrats, I think at one point there was 24, I know they're not all making the debate stage, but there were 20 in the debates, right, with under 10 the first night and 10 the second, and uh, one thing I think that's pretty weird that, I don't know who makes this decision, I don't know if it's the DNC or what, but why wouldn't you just have the top 10 people go against the bottom 10 as far as polling? They're doing this weird thing where they're I think CNN did like a like a draft lottery where they pretended it was random. I don't know. I don't buy that at all, by the way, that it was random because everybody wanted to see Joe Biden on stage with Kamala Harris again because Kamala Harris kind of smacked him around on the first debate. So what are the chances they weren't going to be on the same debate? So I think that's total bullshit because, you know, it's all TV ratings, right? And then like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, who are ideologically very similar, were on the same debate. But like they didn't get to be on the debate with the with Biden and Kamala Harris and Cory Booker and it's just it's it just it's like why wouldn't those people all just be lumped together you know what I mean and then have the second class second tier or whatever and uh, 
and then somebody maybe stands out in that debate and then maybe they get to go to the big debate and somebody from the big debate didn't shine and they're they drop down to like zero in the polls and they get they're done you know what i mean i don't know i don't i think this is weird to just mix and match everybody but my point is i have a feeling that you know if you're a democrat and you know, you really want a certain person. I have a feeling the majority of Democrats probably aren't going to get who they want either as the nomination, as the nominee. Um, could be wrong, obviously. Politics is pretty unpredictable. I got to say, uh, I did not vote for president in 2016, but I really, I think like a lot of people, I just thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. Um, and uh, it's not why I didn't vote. I just, I didn't like either one of them. But um that was shocking, right? I feel like a lot of people were shocked uh, what happened. I remember my cousin came over and we were just drinking and watching the election results come in. And that was just a weird, weird night. And I, you know, I listened to all sorts of different commentary from both sides. And I didn't really hear very many legitimate conservative speakers talking about how they thought Trump was going to win. There was, of course, the like diehard Trump people who were like, he's going to win, you'll see. Um, but they would have said that no matter what, and that they, they happen to be right. But anyways, I think that's my take. I think that if you are a Democrat, I don't think you're going to end up with your first choice, much like the Republicans didn't end up with their first choice. Uh, okay. And another thing that I thought was very weird, so I was look, just looking at Twitter, right? I was able to look at Twitter, but I wasn't able to watch the debate. And I saw a lot of people tweeting at one point. I haven't really gotten to catch up on everything yet because I just got back in... Uh, back to my place. But it seemed like at one point, Tulsi Gabbard went at Kamala Harris and a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, Tulsi just owned Kamala Harris and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? And Tulsi was not trending on Twitter. That's kind of weird because then you saw, I was looking on Twitter, I'm like, who's trending? It's all these other people. But then when you look at tweets, what are the top tweets about, you know, hashtag Dem Debate 2 or whatever it was, whatever the hashtag was. For a while there, it was all about Tulsi Gabbard. And she was not trending, and there was like nine or ten other. Uh, it was like everybody but her was trending, I think, because yeah, there was only ten people on stage, and I, I, I counted there was nine. Um, it was like everybody was trending but her. That's very weird to me. That is super strange. Like I don't care what your political ideology is. I'm not some Tulsi Gabbard fan. I don't even know that much about. It. I know a little bit. Uh, I'm not a Kamala Harris fan or or you know hater or whatever. But like that is strange. How was she not trending? That is super super weird. And I have to say, I don't trust social media companies at all. There was, I remember um, when The Little Mermaid was announced, was that a few weeks ago? Or was that a month ago now? And then I saw on Twitter, not my, hashtag not my Ariel was trending because the girl they chose is black. And I'm like, oh, really? Do people have a problem with, you know, who The Little Mermaid's going to be? And then I looked and no one did. All the tweets were... No one cares. Like, no conservative cares. Like, they tried to make it this thing like Republicans and conservatives were all super pissed off that, you know, uh, that the new Ariel was going to be this black girl. And then I'm, I was searching for it. I'm like, where are the tweets? Every tweet was about how no one cared and why is this trending and it's such a fake hashtag. That is so... I think that's disgusting because... There was like one person or something that I finally found who was like, oh, Little Mermaid's not black. Like, all right, great, one guy. You know what I mean? There's always, there's so many people. It's always going to be a jackass here and there on every side, right? But uh, to, to create this false, you know, outrage just so people 
are divided. Like every tweet I saw was either conservative saying, hey, like I don't see any conservatives that care about this. Who cares? It's a cartoon. And then there was a bunch of people who just saw that the hashtag was trending and they're like, oh, I can't believe all these racists, you know, but they're talking about a non-existent group of people or they're talking about the, the, a tiny, tiny, tiny group of people, but it's presented in this way that it represents half the country or something or half the world. And I just think that's so gross. I hate, I hate, hate, hate people who just try and benefit whether personally or a platform tries to benefit just by getting clicks or or uh, clickbait like headlines where you see a lot of that now you read, you'll see a headline you're like what the fuck and then you'll read the article and you're like that didn't say that so but most people just see the headlines i mean a lot of times i'll just see a headline i don't have time to read it so that it's just becomes this disgusting strategy just to divide everybody i, I can't stand that so um thought that was weird that tulsi wasn't trending um is that it is that all i have for oh you know what this is probably i was going to talk about this later we're going to get into some fun news stories as well but uh just along the lines of what i was just saying i was talking to a comedian privately it's so funny sometimes i'll retweet something or i'll tweet at somebody something i don't do it very often because it's just it's probably best not not to whatever and comedians will or an actor and stuff will privately write me or text me or send me a dm and they're like dude i would you know like i appreciate your balls man or something but like i would never say that but I, and then we just have these conversations where it's like everyone's kind of thinking the same thing like everyone's fed up with all this weird crap and i was saying to him where, where everybody is evil it's like it's become this thing where if you disagree on something like the person who disagrees with you is evil they're a bad person and I just, I, do, I don't understand how people can be that stupid. Like, how are you that intellectually lazy? My wife and I disagree on some stuff. I love my wife more than anything, you know? My wife and my kids, obviously. But I mean, do I hate my wife? No. Is my wife evil? No. I mean, obviously we agree on a lot of stuff. We're married. But my wife is, sometimes we disagree. I have friends. I was, the guy I was talking to, I was like, dude, I go, I'm sure we disagree on stuff. I go, when did, it, when did it become this thing that if you disagree with somebody or they disagree with you, they are bad. They are a bad person because they have a different opinion or they have a different worldview or they lived through a different experience and, and that has changed their thinking about something, you know? I just think it's really, really just toxic and bad. And a good example of this is, man, I didn't mean to do all this kind of crap up front, but uh, Mario Lopez was trending, AC Slater. Because of something he said in an interview, which I actually listened to the interview he did, um, where he, Mario Lopez, by the way, if you listen to this interview and don't just read these headlines that he's some insensitive jerk, um, he seems like a really, really nice guy. He seems like a very nice guy. He's, a, he's got a, seems like a good family. He's all about his wife and kids. And Mario Lopez basically said that, uh, you know, he doesn't understand why people are letting their three-year-olds choose their own gender because when you're three years old, like... Uh, you know, you don't really know your you know, your sexuality and stuff. And he was also, he also made it a point to say like, oh, I would never tell anyone how to parent as long as something comes from a place from love. Like, you know, who am I to judge and everything? I think he's pretty religious. So he's like this very soft-spoken, nice guy who probably get along with everybody and no matter what the difference is. And this guy's getting harpooned by people saying, I mean, it is a lot of people saying like nothing he said was wrong, but he had to apologize. Now, I don't know who these people are who think that a three-year-old should be able to choose their own gender. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I have a three-year-old. My daughter, if I ask her if she's a princess, she says yes. 
And she's not saying it in a joking way. She's like, yeah, I am. Like, my kids don't get to choose what to eat. They don't get to choose, you know, uh, what, what to wear. Like, you know what I mean? If, if my daughter was like, my daughter sometimes tells my wife and I that she just wants to go outside in her underwear. And we're like, no, you can't do that. Wh- what person? Do, are, these, are these people, do they have kids? Have they been around children? Kids don't know. Like, our brains are, our brains are still forming. I think, like, the, I'm not an expert. I might mess this up. But I think it's something like your frontal lobe or something is still forming up until you're around 25 years old. That's why teenagers have, uh, you know, we, we have, we're different when we're teenagers. We have like, we make irrational decisions and we don't have as much fear of uh, repercussions and stuff. This is all scientifically based and people think three-year-olds should be able to choose what gender they are. I mean, I, I have a friend who's uh, says bi-gender, which is kind of like, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a biologically a guy and he says sometimes he's a woman and whatever okay so it's like i don't care that's fine but this idea that when you're three you should find it like i don't care what people do as long as you're not hurting anybody as long as you're not infringing on anybody else's rights as long as whatever you know you're not doing anything negative to impact other people i don't care i don't care if somebody's transgender i don't care if somebody's translucid i don't care what you know what i mean even that lady rachel dolezal who says she's black Aside from the fact that she's profiting off of it, and, she, and I think that lady is one of the biggest narcissists ever who can care less about her kids after I watched that documentary about her. Uh, but if she was just walking around and was like, yeah, I'm black, and uh, like to herself, who cares? I mean, that was kind of a bad example because I actually can't stand that lady. But if she was just doing that, you know, and if she wasn't profiting off it and using it to get ahead in certain avenues in life and everything, fine. Um, but she did, so she sucks. But uh, my point is, whatever, to each their own. But the idea that Mario Lopez, who even said, hey, if it comes from a place of love, whatever, I just don't understand it. I don't think it's, you know, that's not something I would do or whatever. Like, when you're three years old, you don't know your own sexuality. You don't know that stuff yet. And people are acting like he's a bad person. I saw people tweeting, oh, didn't realize he was, you know, uh, such a jerk. Or, I, like, now I'm a Zach Morris fan. I always knew I'd like Zach better. Like, A.C. Slater's a, a, a bigot and all this stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Who has... I would love an email from somebody who has a three-year-old who's like, yeah, we let them choose all their own (laughs) decisions in life. Major decisions. You don't even let three-year-olds choose minor decisions. So I just think it's disgusting that that guy had to apologize. I mean, he didn't, by the way. And then you see a bunch of people who are coming after him for apologizing. And who knows what happened behind the scenes? You know what I mean? Who knows? People are... You know, he could have had people, he has jobs and everything. Maybe, I obviously have no inside knowledge of this, but maybe his career was threatened or, you know, by somebody or his reps, you know, said they were going to drop him. I know people whose representatives have dropped them because they didn't toe the completely politically correct woke line. And that is, that's insane. You can't have that opinion. That opinion is not okay. Three-year-olds should not choose their own gender. That's not an okay opinion. All right. I have a friend who asked me, because I have a boy and a girl, and obviously I only have one boy and I have one girl. I don't have all the boys and all the girls in the world. So this is just my anecdotal story. And my wife and I talk about it all the time. Our daughter, 
from the moment she was born was way different than my son. And obviously people are different. So two boys could be different too, or would be different too. But in general, my son loves to throw things. He loves to break things. He likes to smash things. My daughter will build, uh, you know, something up and my son loves to just smack it and like watch it all crumble. Uh, my son loves to headbutt uh, me. He loves to headbutt his uncle. You know what I mean? Like, so, or his uncles, all stuff. So he's just more physical. He's more daring, uh, you know, and all stuff. And I know that that could be, there could be a boy who's not like that and everything. I get it. But uh, they're way different. My, we don't, we did not steer our kids in when, from the moment they're born to be like, you're a girl, you do this, you do that. My daughter loves dolls more than, you know, my son. He likes playing with some stuff, but he's just more interested in balls and bats and hitting things and smacking stuff and whatever, right? So uh, we didn't make him like that. <laughs> we didn't tell him he had to do that, but he's doing these, you know, stereotypical male uh, behaviors. So that is what it is. Uh, and you know, that's fine. And I don't care if my son grows up and he's not into sports, that's fine. Whatever. If my daughter grows up and she, you know, doesn't, she's not into stereotypical girl stuff anymore. That's fine. They can be into whatever they want. All I'm doing is telling you guys what's going on. All right. So, uh, that is a pet peeve of mine. People nowadays thinking that if you disagree with them, they're, you're evil. Uh, another pet peeve of mine, this is cause some happened on one of my shows. Uh, people who complain on behalf of other people who are not offended. So this sometimes happens at shows, people, I'll be messing around with the crowd and there's like a group in the crowd and they're having a great time. And then something I said to that group, which they loved and they come back to my other shows and they, you know, <laughs> they wanna see more of me. But somebody else was at the first show and was like, yeah, I was really offended by that comedian, Jeff Keith, because you know, what he said to those people. And it's like, oh, those people love me. Those people came back to, uh, three of my shows. Those people talked to me after and said how much fun they had. Those people were, you know, yelling things at me and like we were having a good time and somebody has to go and complain uh, on behalf of somebody else. To, I don't know why people do that at a comedy show too. You know what I mean? Comedy is subjective. People, if you don't think I'm funny, that is 100% fine. Uh, there's, you know, there's there's famous, famous comedians, hugely successful comedians, there are people all over the place who think they're not funny. You know what I mean? Does it matter? No. It's comedy. It's subjective. Some people think they're great. Some people don't. It's comedy. Ignore it if you don't like it. You know what I mean? Who cares? I think it's such a strange thing. Uh, it's like there's a lot of bands I don't like. I'm not actively going around telling people not to listen to the band because I don't like them or I'm not complaining to their record label. How could you ever work with somebody like this? I don't enjoy them. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense on any level. So that's a pet peeve. Another pet peeve, these are all just like random little thoughts I had, are people who um, are so insecure, they say things like, I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do anything I put my mind to. No, you can't. No, you cannot. You can't even do most things. If you can do anything that you put your mind to, why are you sitting around not curing cancer? How come you haven't cured cancer? You haven't cured AIDS? You haven't even cured psoriasis? Well, you can do anything you put your mind to and you haven't helped out all these people all over the planet who are dying of uh, starvation, cancer, all these diseases. Like it's just, you can't do anything you put your mind to. And if that is the case, you are a superhero and you're not using your superpowers. If you can do anything you put your mind to, why do you have a boss? 
Why do you have a job where you don't run your own company? Why are you, <laughs> you know what I mean, answering to somebody? You can do anything you put your mind to, anything, and you choose to have a job where you answer to a boss and do whatever they say whenever they want you to do it, and you haven't cured diseases, you're not helping out anyone, <laughs> but you can do anything you put your mind to. All right, so that's a pet peeve. Just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, nothing wrong with trying hard, but you can't do anything you put your mind to. Okay. Now let's get finally to some of these fun news stories. Sorry if that got very ranty, huh? But whatever, it's my podcast and I do what I please. All right, so here we go. First story, oh, where is it? Here we go. Man jumps 64 inches vertically to break the Guinness World Record. That is insane. Just to give you guys an example, 64 inches, holy crap, that is like NBA players and uh, these, you know, major like NFL guys, these guys that are just insane athletes that are way more athletic than you or you or I, they'll have like, if somebody has like a 40 inch vertical, that's insane. Some people it's like, man, this guy is one of the highest jumpers ever. He had a 45 inch vertical and people are like 45. I don't believe it. This guy just set a Guinness world record for 64.13 inch standing jump. That is effing nuts. A New York State athlete broke a Guinness World Record when he successfully pulled off a 64.13-inch standing jump. Christopher Spell, 23, a Cortland Manor native and University at Buffalo graduate, said he has been training for six days a week. I thought I was about to say he's been training for six days. How insane would that be? Maybe I need to take back that I can do anything I put my mind to if this guy only trained for six days. He's been training for six days a week since August 2018 to pull off the feat he successfully accomplished Sunday. I wonder how high he was able to jump when he first started training, because that is insanity. Spell said two previous attempts at the record were disqualified by Guinness due to the boxes he was jumping onto being declared too soft. The athlete's jump Sunday successfully beat the previous record of 63.6 inches. When I finally made that jump, it felt so freeing, he told WKBW-TV. I'm just very thankful for everybody that supported me. I had tons of support in Buffalo. Dude, this guy should have support from the X-Men, because he is a superhero. I kind of, I know, I know I'm recording an audio podcast right now, but I really want to click that video and watch the jump, because, holy, that is, that is superpower type shit. 64 inches, that's over, what is it? Four feet is 12, that's five feet. Five feet, four inches. Just standing and jumping straight up. Five feet, shit. Oh, this guy's written by Ben Hooper, the same guy who wrote that article about uh, that uh, those kangaroo, that kangaroo that ran the red light. I talked about in another podcast. Ben Hooper covering all sorts of stories. All right, so congrats to that guy. I wonder if that guy that guy had to have played sports, right? You don't just randomly have that kind of jumping ability. All right, next story. Herd of seventy-five escaped bison evades capture in New York State. 75 escaped bison. Yeah, that'd be pretty hard to catch. Can you imagine there's 75 bison on those? Even if there was one bison on the loose. Well, one bison's a buffalo, by the way, right? <laughs> Everyone in these stories has something to do with buffalo, either the city, the university, or the animal. Uh, can you imagine if there's one big-ass buffalo, and they're just like, Jeff, go get it. Um, what? <laughs> How? How do you catch a buffalo? 75. Let's see. 
Authorities in New York State said a herd of 75 loose buffalo are proving difficult to capture and are believed to have split up into smaller groups. Well, that's what happens. You know what I mean? Ideology, ideology plays a part. <laughs> the, the bison split up between Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. How do they know there's 75? Is that roughly 75? Or was somebody out there going, one, two, three, four? I'm up to 75. You got 75 buffalo? I got 75. All right. And it's bison? Got it. Thanks. New York State Police said the bison escaped from an Otsego County farm last week and have been wreaking, wrecking havoc. It says wrecking havoc. It's supposed to be wreaking. Who wrote this story? Fucking Ben Hooper again. I love this guy. New York State Police said the bison escaped from an Otsego County farm last week and have been wrecking havoc on nearby farms by trampling and feeding on crops. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? 75 bison roll up into your farm? They're fucking taking what they want. You know what I mean? No one's telling these bison to turn around. Trooper. Aga Dembinska said the animals appear to have split into three or four smaller groups, making them more difficult to track. What did I say? They split up into the groups. Democrat, Republican, Independent, Undecided. Four groups. The owner of the Sharon Farm of the Buffalo Escape said the animals broke through a gate. No shit. The farmer said the escaped herd includes 30 adult buffalo, three of them bulls, and 45 calves, about half of which are bulls. Police are warning residents not to try to approach the buffalo and to instead contact authorities if they are spotted. The police have to warn not to approach 75 bison. If you saw 75 bison rolling, running around, are you like, hey, I think I'm going to go uh, get in the middle of that, see what's up. <laughs> Maybe I can ride one. Dad? Dad, can I ride one of the buffaloes? Let's get in the middle of these 75 bison, see what happens. Is it a running of the bison? Okay. Next story. Shark flips through the air to free itself from hook in California. Well, this is just a story of perseverance, isn't it? A passenger aboard a California charter boat captured video of a Mako shark flipping through the air to free itself from a hook. Regan Snyder, 14, who was on a Seaforth sport fishing charter boat off the San Diego coast with her family, captured video when the ship's crew hooked a Mako shark, a girl named Regan. Regan Snyder. Reagan? You think it's Reagan? It's spelled like Ronald Reagan. Is that Reagan or Regan? Probably Reagan. That's a very white girl name. What's your name? <laughs> I'm Reagan. Jeez. I bet her, I know how her dad voted. Um, Capture video when the ship's crew hooked a Mako shark. The video shows the shark jumping and flipping through the air until it was able to free itself from the hook. Snyder's family said the shark was on the hook for two to three minutes before it was able to free itself. Jeez. Good for that shark. You know what I mean? You think that's the end, and you just do a fucking flip move, a little aerial, and then you're out of the hook. I wonder if later that day somebody else caught that shark. Poor shark. These stories aren't as funny as I would have hoped. Here we go. This one's weird. Surgeons remove, ready for this, 526 teeth from young boy's mouth. What is happening here? I'm looking at an x-ray of this kid's chompers, and they, this is insane. Whoa. Dental surgeons in India said a boy suffering from a swollen jaw turned out to have 526 teeth that needed to be removed. How does that happen? Oh my God. How many teeth are in a regular mouth? 20 something? 30? What is it? How come I don't know the answer to this? What is an adult? We have 32 teeth, 24. I have no, now I want to count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I have 14 on top. So what do I have, 28 teeth? 
Is the bottom the same as the top? 526 teeth. Savitha Dental College and Hospital in Chennai said the boy's parents first noticed the jaw swelling when the boy was three years old, but they did not want him undergoing any procedures at such a young age. The parents decided to have the boy, now seven, examined when the condition continued to advance. A surgeon di discovered a, quote, compound odontome, odontomy? Compound odontomy, a bag-like mass in the boy's mouth, and it was removed. The mass turned out to contain 526 tooth-like structures. The objects varied in size, but each had a crown and root-like structures, giving them the shape of teeth. How's this guy not in the Guinness Book of World Records? Some guy jumps 64 inches, he's in. This guy has fucking 526 extra teeth. No, no love? No love from the Guinness Book of World Records? Hey, how many, how many grapes can you fit in your mouth? I don't know, I'm too busy having 526 extra teeth in my mouth. Well, that's also a record. It was reminiscent of pearls in an oyster, the dental surgeon said. The hospital said it was, quote, the first ever case to be documented worldwide where so many minute teeth were found in a single individual. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's probably the most. I'd be shocked if... So what if somebody else shows up just a bigger jaw? Hey, I'd like to talk to you about the record. <laughs> I got 612 teeth in my mouth. Unbelievable story. 526 teeth, and he gets no Guinness World Record. All right, let's see if there's anything else. Okay, here's one. Message in a bottle turns up on Long Island Beach after 47 years. These are always fun. I feel like if you haven't built a, built, dug a hole and put a time capsule or whatever somewhere, you just got to do it, right? Someone's going to find it someday, right? It's pretty cool. Maybe you'll, maybe your ghost spirit will be over it and you'll be like Ooh, you finally read my note you finally got my stuff so a woman taking a walk on a new york state beach found a message in a bottle that had been launched by high school students in long island 47 years earlier misleading headlines had 50. susan hennis 75 of east patogu patch patchogue east patchogue said she was walking the shore of Bellport Bay when she found the Grolsch beer bottle with a swing top cap and a note inside. What do, you, what do you think the note said? Hey, beer me. Hey, I'm all out of beer. The handwritten note inside said it was part of a science experiment from William Floyd High School in Shirley. The note said the experiment was regarding the currents around Fire Island, which averages about 3.9 miles off the shore of Long Island. This is the most boring message in a bottle so far yet. What? It's about an experiment regarding the currents around Fire Island? Hennis contacted a friend who works as a security guard at the school, and officials were able to put her in touch with former science teacher William Kiriazis, 75, of East Hampton. Wait, she's 75? William Kiriazis is 75? Hmm. Love story. How's this end? Do they bang or what? The school district said a, quote, $50 reward... Offered on the note was likely a joke added by a student without the teacher's knowledge, but Hennis said she was not interested in compensation, merely curiosity. Yeah, of course. What, does she really need this $50 that bad? She finds a 47-year-old message in a bottle and she wants 50 bucks. Hey, I found it. I found it. Can I get my 50? Thank you. I'm out of here. Hennis said she and Kiriazis are planning to meet this week. Hello. Love is in the air. And they will consult with Christine Rosado, current director of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics for the William Floyd School District, 
to talk about the result of the experiment and what students might learn from it. And they're also going to talk about, I don't know, what type of wine they like, what type of movie they should go see on their first date. I love that. William Kiriazis. I want to look this guy up, see what he's doing. You know what I mean? Who's the lady? Susan Hennis. Susan Hennis and William Kiriazis. He's like, she's all excited. Hey, I found the bottle. He's like, cool. Uh, what are you doing later? Do you want to hang? All right, so good for that message in a bottle. I want to put a message in a bottle now. What if you do it and then it just comes back three days later? Someone hits you up. Hey, man, did you throw a message in a, a bottle in the ocean on Tuesday? I got it. And you're like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, so it's Friday. I, I have the weekend off. You want me to come bring it back to you? Do you want to try again? <laughs> I was hoping it would be like 47 years before somebody found that. I'm like, yeah, well, I found it. It's been three days. Sweet, sweet. Yes, I would like, I will throw it farther into the ocean this time. Okay, next story. Wandering cow interrupts lesson in college classroom. This can only be one country, India, where cows are sacred. And I'm right. A college student in India captured video of a stray cow wandering through a, a classroom in the middle of a session. The video recorded at the Indian Institute of Technology's Bombay campus in Poway shows the cow causing surprise and confusion among the students and their teacher when it walks into the lecture hall and strolls across the room. I just love that because cows are sacred in India. So, you know, everybody's like, don't touch him, don't touch him, let him just do his thing. Don't touch the cow. He is sacred. Let him go. He wants to take the lesson. He doesn't have to pay tuition. Students said the cow had apparently wandered into the building to escape heavy rains. IIT officials said they are investigating the incident and looking into ways of keeping the numerous animals that live wild near the campus from wandering into buildings. What is the investigation into that incident? A cow walked into your classroom. End of story. It was raining outside. The cow was like, hey man, I'm leather. I'm not trying to ruin all this. So it came inside to escape the rain. What's, who, is someone being paid for this investigation? All right. Fun story. Skipping breakfast earns Kansas woman $25,000 prize. <laughs> this picture of her and her husband, or I'm guessing this is the husband, Jennifer Fisher. An overcrowded restaurant turned out to be lucky for a Kansas couple when they ended up skipping breakfast and winning 25 grand. Jennifer Fisher of Mead told Kansas lottery official, officials she and her husband went out to their favorite breakfast spot Sunday morning and discovered it was too packed for them to get a table. The couple decided to stop to get a couple of sandwiches to take home, and they picked up a trio of scratch-off lottery tickets, including a $5 Kansas City Chiefs ticket. Fisher said she forgot about the tickets until later, when her husband asked if she had scratched them off yet. Quote, I looked at the Chiefs ticket and, it took, and took it over by the kitchen door for better light. I looked at the ticket again and said, oh my God, oh my God. My husband asked, what? So I, <laughs> this is the dumbest. So I handed him the ticket, shaking like a leaf, and said, Look for number 39. He looked at it and said, that says $25,000. And I said, I know it does, Fisher said. Quote, it was a sheer shock. Fisher said she plans to use the money to pay off her debts and take a Las Vegas vacation. Oh my God. I hope I'm performing in Vegas when they show up. That'd be so great. Hey, how'd you guys get to Vegas? Well, <laughs> I skipped an overcrowded restaurant and I, we got sandwiches instead. And then we got a $5 Kansas City cheese ticket. I love how this... This story, I mean, obviously this whole story is just somebody bought a scratcher and won, but they just add all this context around it. She skipped breakfast at an overcrowded restaurant. She, they were gonna eat at this restaurant, and had they, 
They never would have bought a ticket, Assume we're assuming, I don't know, fucking probably they would afterwards anyways, but it just makes the story better. The restaurant was crowded, they couldn't get a table, they got 25 grand instead. I looked at the cheap ticket tour by the kitchen door for better light. Oh, thanks! <laughs> it's just a scratch ticket, why is this a news story? That's so funny, didn't, like, doesn't somebody constantly, isn't there somebody always winning a scratch-off ticket? Does they get a whole story written up about them? So tell us the story about how you scratched. Well, thank you for asking. I took the ticket and I went over to the kitchen because I actually get better light. It was around 1 p.m. and the sun just really beams into my kitchen right there. So I took my special scratcher ticket and then what I do is I always scratch with the same quarter. Do you guys want to see it? They're like, fucking yeah, stop the presses. We'd love to see this lucky quarter. So I always scratch off with the same quarter. It's from 1978, the year I was born. Okay, this is adding to the story. I like it. And then I went scratch, 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 scratch. And then I was like, what are the rules, right? Because I always just scratch and then I read the rules later. I'm like, I hope I didn't break any of the scratcher rules. And then I looked and I didn't and I won 25 grand. And then I had my husband look at it and he was like, we just won 25 grand. And then I said, I know, what a cool story. Man, how were those sandwiches, you know? That sandwich place deserves something. All right, let's see. Is there anything else? All right, I think it's a... Let's just do this one. We'll get out of here. Well, I'll do this one first. I don't know how funny this is. I just think this is interesting. And the page isn't loaded. Okie dokie. Let's try and load that page. Here we go. So this one's good. Man takes free ride on the back of Australian tram. I just read the headline. It sounds good already. This guy's like, I ain't paying this fare. Well, he wouldn't talk like that. I ain't paying this fare. Is that a good accent? No, that's a bad Australian accent. These, these fare prices are outrageous. What was that, Scottish? Geez, I'm all over the place today. I need some sleep. A shocked pedestrian on a Melbourne, Australia street captured video of a fare-dodging traveler taking a free ride on the back of a tram. How about just an awesome daredevil at this point? You know what I mean? He's on the back of this tram because he doesn't want to pay the fare. And they're like, fare dodger, piece of shit. Hadidi Yuri captured video Saturday when he spotted the man holding onto the back of the Yara Trams vehicle about 8 p.m. in the Sydney Road area of Melbourne. The footage shows the man loudly singing as he takes a free ride on the back of the tram. Oh, so he's high on drugs. Now I get it. A Yara Trams representative called the man's behavior reckless, saying he could have been seriously injured if he had fallen from the back of the tram. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Wow, do you work for Hotels.com commercials too? So what happened was is the guy was on the back of the tram and I'm going to go out on a limb here. That was quite dangerous. I'd also like to add he could have been hurt. Thus the danger. Dangerous could have ended badly. Could have gotten hurt because it was dangerous. I'm free for comment. All right. So I think that's it, guys. I don't know. Yeah, this one page won't load. Basically, uh cathedral opened a miniature golf course i wanted to talk about it because i think that sounds pretty fun the page won't open so whatever that's pretty funny you know what i mean they're like hey man a lot of people a lot of the young people aren't coming to church what should we do why don't we make it a pitch and putt you know what i mean why not i don't know it seems kind of uh blasphemous i think they should come to pray well do you want them in here or not let's just build up the miniature golf course i wonder if it has one of those uh you know what i mean i wonder if uh, you like hit it and then it's like a Jesus that opens his arms like oh you know, and you have to hit it it goes oh and you have to hit it in as it opens oh and then it gets a hole in one it's like bless you my child or something like that I don't know I don't know what it would be a bunch of like spinning crosses and you have to hit it through those 
I don't know because the page won't open. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm glad I got this out. Uh, I have to leave town again late tomorrow night, and then I'll be gone until the 8th, so I won't be able to podcast. So hopefully I'm able to get, I'll get this up right now, and then I'll try and record one or two tomorrow so I can just schedule those so they can come out. But, uh, oh, I'm also so excited. I think that my book, as soon as I'm done recording this right now and I get it up, I'm going to check the illustrators for my children's book. Uh, hopefully this is the final re- revision and it's ready to go and then I can get my website up and running for the book and I'm so, so pumped about this children's book. If you have kids, you know people who have kids, uh, please get the book. I, I really hope people will like it. I think you will, but you never know. When you just make something, when you create, you never know how it's going to land. Uh, it's just like me on stage, you know what I mean? Sometimes I say something, first time, right out of the bat, huge laugh, sometimes nothing. <laughs> you never know. So uh, i just really enjoying this life of mystery I lead where I just create and then just see how it lands with people. But I really, really, uh, this book means a lot to me and I hope that you guys like it. Uh, All right, thank you so much. Uh, Please rate the podcast five stars, leave a review if you want. You can email me, it's in the show notes. Uh, My social media, all that stuff, you wanna follow me, it's in the show notes. All right guys, I hope you're having a great day. Hope you have a great rest of the day and uh, I'll talk soon. Thank you for the time to my daddy.